Okay, people, we are back, Echo Chamber, episode 15, and um, yeah, got a couple of films for you this week, um, new one from Steve Stone, and a new one from Angela Tucker, so before we get into those, let's get to the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 1st to the 3rd of February. At number 10, we got The Favourite. At number 9, Stan and Ollie. At number 8, Can You Ever Forgive Me? At number 7, Mary Poppins. At number 6, Vice. At number 5, Mary Queen of Scots. At number 4, Escape Room. At number 3, Glass. At number two, Green Book. At number one, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Bit of a crazy shake up there to the top three. But um, yeah, there we go. Um, a big mix up with films this week. So again, no glass review, people. Sorry. But I do have another couple of films that um, both are out on Monday um and so you can see if either of those catch your fancy let's go okay so the first film this week is the new one from director steve stone and it's called point of death it stars david o'hara lisa gormley and isabel allen um it's rated 18 and it's a uh, a thriller horror film. Um, so this is the um, yeah this is the breakdown. Um, Alex is a man with everything: the well-paid executive job, the impressive house in the country, and the beautiful wife and child. When he inexplicably decides to leave work early on early one Friday, nothing will ever be the same again. Within hours of his return, a catastrophic, a cataclysmic storm threatens to destroy everything around them. Isolated without power or phones, this loving family descends into a nightmare of terror, violence and visions that threaten their very existence. In the confusion of past and present, Alex and his family have to face the real nature of the events. Are they real or imagined? What if every parent's nightmare is happening to them? Ooh, I'm... You have to say, from that, from that little breakdown there, you you really kind of are expecting something pretty impressive. Um, I'm... Fortunately, I would have to say that the film doesn't seem to um, doesn't seem to deliver. You know, um, it's yeah, it, it's it's a strange experience. I would say, like at the very beginning, there is this tension. And you do get a sense of foreboding, and, and yeah, you're you're. Uh, I think you're primed 
you're definitely primed for things that may um that may come but the the film itself doesn't it doesn't really um you know deliver onwards it doesn't help keep that momentum going i think because it seemed to be delivered like this was a play that was one of the big kind of weird things it really did seem like it was a play rather than anything else so you were um a bit detached you become detached as you say look the beginning it builds this thing but then because of the way it's being acted the way everything's being portrayed to you what was tension goes to just ambivalence really i would say it's not like you know the description is like he leaves work early and that's a big thing but you wouldn't really know that all you kind of know is that he's just left but you don't really get the magnitude of that leaving and then when he's at home you, you have this kind of build up and I think straight away you are kind of like is this a sixth sense sort of thing you know you you that i that straight away jumps out at you so it's not like i think anything is a huge surprise now it's not identical to the sixth sense but it does have that sort of reveal kind of thing at the end, which then just leaves you a bit like, well, I kind of saw all of that coming. Like, not, like you get to a point where nothing is really a surprise. It's all It all becomes a bit transparent, and you kind of see everything. There's no real, you do not sense this loving relationship with the family because everything is just we need to do this we need to do that why are you here come here give me a hug what are you doing look out the window sit in a chair let's see let's go do this so everything's delivered like that so yeah you don't really get this kind of feeling of this overwhelming love and you just get a sense of explicit trauma that something bad has happened and what we're witnessing is a lot of denial but nothing else which is a shame i have to say this you know it's got some good actors in you know, David O'Hare, um, yeah, Lisa, Lisa Tremble, Grumble, Grumley, um, you know, we, we've seen them in some good things in the past, so just to be in this, which, you know, I think 
it has a, a one-dimensional feel to it. There is no horror. I definitely wouldn't call it a horror or a really a thriller. Because there's not... they. It tries to build suspense. But with the mechanisms that it has used straight out the gate. And then keeps on using at the same level... That you've lo- you've lost your ability to kind of give the viewer a suspenseful watch, a suspenseful experience. That's all gone now, and and you know what is left is, is just kind of a shouty play. That's that's really the experience that you get. From this, you know, nothing like nothing. I wouldn't say anything else, which um, which is a shame. It, you know, you're hoping for something, something else. You're hoping for something momentous, you know, something a little edgy, but it's it's just not delivered. Yeah, so um. I I guess if you are a fan of um like stuff like Vanilla Sky or Mulholland Drive. Now, don't get me wrong; this is not on the level, but it's that that same kind of oddness. So I guess if you're a fan of that kind of film, this could be for you. But um, yeah, I I would, I you know I wouldn't jump on it expecting a a, a horror or a um you know a, a a crazy thriller. I would say that. The um the color scheme that they used was interesting. The way the sky was depicted, the different tones, and that kind of thing. That was probably the most interesting part of the film. But yes, um, this was the new Stephen Stone film, Point of Death, or. It, it it was known as in extremis um in um a few other places uh and it will be available for digital download on monday the 11th of february um 7.99 standard 9.99 hd and you'll be able to find it on like iTunes, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Sony, Sky Store, etc., etc. Enjoy. Okay, so the um, last film I watched this week was All Styles, which is directed by Angela Tucker. It's written by Angela Tucker and Lauren Domino. And it's starring Deshant Stiegel, Keon Motakavidi, 
Titona Jackson. Um, and the um, the basic gist of this film is um, struggling in his freshman year of college. Brandon, who's played by Deshant, tries to focus on his studies but keeps coming to the same conclusion. Dance is his passion. He's geeky roommate Nate proposes they start a dance crew but their search for other freestyle dancers proves disastrous so they expand their search finding a break dancer a performance artist a bangra dancer an animator a ballerina and a ballroom dancing mum willing to join the new crew can such a strange and disparate crew cut it in the highly competitive world of dance? Brandon is determined to find out. Yeah, so um, I think the 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 um the big push on this for the film did make me laugh because it's like in the age of viral dancing. All Stars breaks onto the scene as the hottest dance film of the year. Which isn't hard because it's here, it's just February. <laughs> so anything will be hot of the year right now. Um, and so, yeah, Deshant Stiegel was the winner of So You Think You Can Dance in America. Uh and it also had Heather Morris, who was in Glee. Um, this film, it feels like it is too late. You know, it feels like it should have come out early 2000s. Because when you think about it, early 2000s, you had Coyote Ugly. You had Honey. You had Step Up. And you had Save the Lance Dance. I loved Save the Last Dance, man. That that film was it was great. It was corny, but it was great. It worked. Kerry Washington, Julia Stiles, what was there not to love, you know? Um But yeah, so all styles, it's um it was a bit cliched. Well, a bit. It was very, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it was very cliched. It was very cliched. Um, I think a lot of the early dance in the film seemed forced. You know, it it was just like there was dancing for no reason, but it didn't it didn't fit that moment in time in the film even you know what I mean? because we've watched films before where people dance for no reason out of nowhere there's a there's dancing and you're just like wait what it's like at the end of 40 year old virgin when they just started dancing you're just like you weren't expecting it but it worked it was hilarious so, the dancing in this, it just seems to be shoehorned in to have dancing, you know. And the early dancing, it's a 
bit it was a bit repetitive you know there wasn't much variation in the moves it was just basically the same thing over and over again it's which is fine for a short while but then you just get a bit tired of it and I think that was a big knock on this film like the dancing the acting as well uh, there's a lot of the acting that was just a bit wooden it's a bit wooden and you're just thinking oof like you know how did that person get that part like not to be bad or anything but you know I would say because Keon Motokaveri I'm butchering the name so I apologize man but Keon and Deshant they are you know, big parts of the film, and you do kind of feel that they don't quite have the chops to pull off being that front and center of the film. It's like a lot of the shunts kind of he the, the way he's delivering the lines is is very odd because it's it completely throws the pace of the scene you know and it's not even like the character is quirky so it's just a trait because out of the blue he, he just can't changes the candence of something and you're just like that makes no sense and then other times he pulls the weirdest facial expressions that are just like wait why what like why did you what's happening here especially like the scenes when he's um his lecturer is talking with him and like offering him an opportunity and then he's pulling these weird faces and you'd think all right so if like, I was, I'd, well, no, if I had done that while one of my, my lecturers was, was talking to me at uni, they would just walk off. You know what I mean? They, they're not putting up with that shit. But in this, it just seemed like the, the, you know, he, he, his lecturer was just acted like nothing had happened, which was a bit bizarre. So you had this that was just a bit like, wait, this isn't working. This isn't fitting within the film. Um, and then it was just a trying to the, the like the mash with the other characters. It all seemed it all seemed a bit forced to start off with. I, some of the best parts of the film were um, when the little kids challenged them. But the little kids were kind of a little light relief. They were a bit fun. They were the fun that the film was lacking. Or when um, Random went to the ballet class. Those little kids, they they really did help this film. 
so that was that but i will say like once you got to the end the final lot of battles they were different they were interesting you know what i mean i i really enjoyed those you can definitely say that the first the first performance all styles gave at the end that that one you didn't really it was hard to see how that performance was better than everyone else's you know what I mean how that performance got them into the final but then their performance in the actual final that was very good that was that seemed very inventive it was a bit fresh you know it it was good like levels definitely you know they turned it on their dancing was really high level so i thoroughly enjoyed the end but it was just yeah there was a lot of weirdness to get to that point you know like brendan's situation with levels at the very beginning how that all seem to go down you know just like that whole thing it was uh, it wasn't all clear like you could definitely see that he was an asshole you know and he and he kind of showed that against the little kids but there was still stuff that was easy to misconstrue and then it was just like all right so how has that been left because the apology and the congratulations and all of them, it didn't really, it didn't work. You, you like, you kind of saw it and you didn't believe it. It wasn't sold to you, and that's it. There's a lot that isn't sold. You're just kind of like, eh, I am not sure I'm buying into this. You know, I it was, it was like. I'm not sure all of these dancers are joining all styles. You know, just the way it all went down, you're just like, but why? Like, what is their motivation? It's not making any sense here. You know? So, which is a shame. Because if this had been as fun as Save the Last Dance, that would have been great. You know, because that, as I said, look, that's a corny film, but it's very enjoyable. Coyote Ugly, corny as hell, but it's a bit of escapism. You you can, you know, you can just lay back and enjoy. This just lacked that lay back and enjoy element, which is uh, it's a shame. Because if they had really kind of used the energy from the end and harnessed that all the way through the film, we could have been on to something a lot better, something fun, something that you could just let wash over you, you know? One of those films that you throw on and you're just going to smile. But, you know, unfortunately, it it wasn't that. Um, yeah, I, I, I would be shocked if this film 
was to launch Deshaunt Steagle's acting career. Hey, it might do. I'm not saying I'm I'm right. Maybe everyone else sees something that I don't in this, and it's a, a huge hit. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it will be. So yeah, I I'd be I'd be surprised. You know, for for his first film, it probably would have been better for him to take a, a side role and not be the main focus, so he could work on his talent and, and kind of grow. But yeah, I I think this was a misstep, um, which is unfortunate. But listen, if, if you're a fan of dance films. If you're a fan of, you know, the save the save the last dances, the step ups, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. If you, I guess, if you watch Glee uh, and programs like that, then you know, this, I, I, I guess, this could be for you. This probably is is worth a look in that regards. So, this is Step Up. It's um, from Angela Tucker, who directed, co-wrote with Lauren Domino. And it's starring Deshaunt Stiegel, Keon Tia Tiana Jackson, and Heather Morris. And it is out on Monday the 11th of February. Um, it's 7.99 standard, 9.99 high high def, and you'll be able to find it on all the usual platforms. You know, Apple, Google, Sony, Sky Store. So yeah, check it out if you're that way inclined. Okay, people. So um, my my film club, which um, you'll find the link to the app in the details of this episode, uh, they've recently done a study and it finds that young people suffer from isolation more than over 55s. Um, yeah, so in their recent survey of 2,040 people um, around cinema going and loneliness in Britain has it has found that over 13% of society always feels isolated in their day-to-day life with a further 59% saying they often do. Results generated by Census Wide on behalf of my film club state that 16 to 24-year-olds contributed the most, 22% to this 13% of the British population who always feel isolated on a daily basis. The 25 to 34-year-olds made up the second highest proportion contributing towards 18% of the overall isolation statistics. Interestingly though, only 5% of the over 55s did. Britain's loneliest epidemic 
which until now is primarily seen as an issue for the older generation is also highlighted on the result that 40 percent of 16 to 24 year olds admit to finding that they struggle to find methods of socializing that appeal to them compared to 13% of those age 55 plus. Other interesting findings show almost a quarter of 23% of respondents felt that there wasn't enough being done to create environments to cater for the needs of the more introverted members of society. More than a third of Brits, 36%, said they would actively seek out a community group who have similar interests in order to form new friendship groups. With 50% of 35 to 44 year olds saying they would do so, compared to just 24% of the over 55s. The 16 to 24 year old age group were proven to be more confident to chat about their own experiences of loneliness and anxiety with people who have suffered similar problems, 68%, compared to only 44% of 55 year olds. Three in five Brits say they are more likely to, to attend the cinema if they were with friends, a group, than if they were alone. With a gender split of women, 65% to 54% men. You know, I don't mind attending the cinema on my own. Like, it, you know, because you're not going to talk during the film. Um, it is worth noting, though, that although the average cost of a cinema ticket has gone down from 749 in 2017 to 7 pounds 22 in 2018 people are still finding that high prices are determining their choice to stay at home with 68% choosing instead to watch films at via VODs subscriptions like netflix amazon you know all of that from the comfort of their living rooms a quarter 25 percent obviously of respondents say they feel lazier than before with a further 23 percent not liking the stress of being around people in a confined environment to draw people back off peak pricing and regular discounting tops the list of encouragement 46% and well and as well as cheaper concessions 36% and a wider variety of films 26% um Wes Merchant the creator of my film club says of the results hopefully these results can provide further evidence of the urgent need to generate more community within our society targeting not just the older generation but the young too it is great to see they are more aware of themselves however the stigma of talking issues through is not much 
not such a scary prospect to them. So, um, yeah, there you have it, people. Some interesting information. And as I said, look, you can find um, yeah, a link for the app in the details of this episode. Okay, cool. Let's get on with the rest of the show. Okay, people. So, yeah, it was um, a haphazard, really, episode. Maybe next week we will finally get a glass review. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a bit quieter. So, you know what I mean? We, we will do our best to do that. But who knows, man? Who knows? Because there's so much coming out now. So, you know, but but we'll see. But what I will promise you, you will have another episode next week. And it will have some good reviews on it. So, yeah. That's all I can say. So, before we bounce, a little bit of news. Um, so... MGM and Annapurna have been working together for a little while now. Um, And just the other day, they've rebranded their um, whole distribution situation. So now they will be known as United Artists Releasing. So, um, yeah, the United, you know, as we all know, they used to be United Artists. Um, but, yeah, they kind of disappeared a while back. Um, but, yeah, now they're going to be back under this new venture. Um, and so, you know, the coming this year will be, um, there, there's going to be the reboot of Child's Play. Um, Richard Linklater's Where'd You Go, Bernadette, and um, the 25th James Bond film. So we're going to have that. Um, Also, as part of this new situation, they're saying that they will distribute um, other organisations' films, you know, so if you if you don't want to sell your film to a big studio you don't want it to appear on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu um but you need a bit of help that's what United Artists releasing is um that's what they're offering to people you know so we'll see we'll see what happens with this like the films that have come through the situation so far have been Creed 2, Vice and If Bill Street Could Talk. So um yeah, we'll we'll see what the um rest of the year brings. Um so last year James Gunn was removed from the third Guardians of the Galaxy film, unfortunately. So they've been talking about, you know, trying to get a replacement and, you know, schedule the film. Um, But they haven't been able to work anything out. Um, And someone that was rumoured to be taking the reins was um, 
for Ragnarok Helmer, Ta- Takiki Watiti. Um, but he has an- announced recently that he won't be doing it. Um, that, you know, he feels the Guardians films are James Gunn. Um, and, like, coming in to do the third one... It, it, it would be a bit of a weird situation for him. So he'd prefer not to. But he still plans to hopefully make another Marvel film at some point um, down the road. So it'll be interesting to see what to, what ne- what he could do next, you know. Um, and finally... Uh, so... Netflix signed a deal with Paramount to um, release 10 films. Um, And, like, I think it was... It was was looked upon that Paramount would just push out shitty films that they don't want to release over to Netflix. You know, because... Netflix has already released, um, oh god, they, uh, what was that film, man, with the monsters, Cloverfield, that was it, the Cloverfield, um, protocol, um, but, so, they've, they've just announced that Nickelodeon Studios, which is a part of Paramount, um, They've got two films that are going to be coming to um, Netflix soon. So, The Loud House, uh, which revolves around Lincoln Loud, a boy growing up in a family with ten sisters. Ugh, how crazy would that situation be? And then the second film will be um, an animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles feature called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, so I think that that's an interesting uh, sign. You know, it, 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 I think it shows that um, this, this partnership that they've signed with Netflix isn't just about, you know, dumping films, that they're actually going to be producing things of note. That uh, could have proper traction and interest. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the next big thing between the two as well is a live-action TV series of the um, Avatar The Last Airbender. So, um, it'd be interesting to see if that can get the same fan base as the animated version but um who knows it goes into production later this year uh so yeah that is us for another week people um yeah enjoy the films this week go cinema have fun and i'll see you next thursday for another installment of echo chamber take it easy peace